no sudden move? It should be called semi-jerky movement. This movie is oddly paced. At times it felt slowly paced, and at others it moved at a brisk pace. I would not be surprised to hear people think that it is fastly paced or slowly paced. The movie does jump right into things pretty quickly, immediately gathering a small group for the heist of sorts which sets the movie in motion. Things go wrong and loyalties of those who hired them and one of the original three men hired are all put into question. This leads to two of the three in that group going off on their own, now outlaws even in the eyes of their own criminal counterparts. No Sudden Move is about a document which I will keep the specifics of said document out of my review. The document is coveted by many different groups of people and also has implications for several other groups of people, and thus a wide web is built. Around an hour into the movie I noted that the web was getting too big. However, the movie did manage to wrangle the size of that web fairly well, and I was not confused throughout the conclusion of the movie. A better movie would have been more focused. There are too many side plots, motivations, and stories throughout. Set in 1950s Detroit, you can make some assumptions as to what the centerpiece of this movie revolves around. But I bring up 1950s because the movie does largely make you feel like 1950s Detroit. Right out of the gate, in the introduction to the movie, the font and the score both evoke feelings of days past. However, the set relies on the big and obvious objects in the movie to pull you into the 50s while ignoring the finer details, and so I wouldn't call the set design a home run. There is a natural feel portrayed via the costume work that allowed me to buy into the time period. I would call it a solid double. Speaking of not hitting home runs, I don't think any of the actors put in amazing performances or lifetime bests. The acting was 75-80% to 80% there, apart from possibly a couple of the side characters and Don Cheadle, who may have pulled stronger performances than most. Sticking on a theme, let's talk about a swing and a miss. The cinematography of this movie is wretched. They used a fisheye lens, or at least gave the movie the look of a fisheye lens, and it is incredibly distracting. Even once I sort of got used to it, sometime around halfway into the movie, it still distracted me during certain shots and scenes. Then they used vignetting around the entire picture, I assume as some way to try and focus the viewer's eyes more towards the center to make it less distracting but it all makes for a movie that's tough to be fully immersed into. On top of that, there were several shots that were out of focus. All in all, I did not care for the cinematography. The script, and more notably the dialogue, felt pretty weak to me. Not necessarily bad, just weak. The most evident case of that would be when Matt Damon enters the movie. Not only is it a big exposition dump, but part of his own dialogue sort of calls the movie out for what I think is a flaw in film. Matt says, You know what I love is when characters you've long since forgotten in this great novel called Life shows up at the end and the whole story gets filled right in. Some movies don't need to break the fourth wall, and although this is not directly breaking the fourth wall, I do think it's a case of this movie thinking that it is smarter than it actually is. It's not exactly predictable, but neither is it shocking. 
For the most part, you could see what was coming 100 feet in front of you. I did notice an issue, specifically very obviously in one occasion, with a consistency for what time of day that it is supposed to be in the movie. And that's during the second time that Mr. Forward gets paid a visit. At least I believe that was that character's name, Mr. Forward. The sound mixing felt off. Most notably, they seemed to have jacked up the bass on the voice work, which made it a bit tough to hear all of the words that some of the characters were saying. Before I say some concluding thoughts, I'd like to point out my favorite scene of the movie, which is a scene where one of the family members who is involved in the story earlier on in the movie has to confront his boss in order to get information from him. He ends up having to get physical with his boss, and I thought that that scene was quite humorous and even realistic. Apologizing to your boss as you beat him up feels like something I would do given the circumstances that the character was in. In conclusion, I felt that for a two-hour movie there was a lack of development for both the characters and their motivations. There were just too many characters and too many turns the movie wanted to take in order to truly develop much in the entire movie. All in all, I only softly recommend the movie. I give it three and a quarter stars out of five. I don't think it will go down in the pantheon of crime movies, and I think it will largely be forgotten when we look back in five years. But I wouldn't be shocked if some people do praise the movie in the short term. Three and a quarter stars out of five.